throw the wrong earrings for these headphones. Okay, put it on. Everything's recorded, right? Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Relatable Luxury. I am your host, Dan Cruz. And I'm Oneida Cruz. So today we have today we have a special guest. Uh, our special guest today, her name is Shava Drizzen. You said it right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the conversation today is going to be about the business of event planning. And I always speak about strategic partnerships and how you leverage relationships in business to be mutually beneficial. So Hava is near and dear to our Petite Seats brand, our Petite Mounts brand, and so I just had to have her on so we can just talk about the business of event planning because her business is called Ella Events. It's Ella Events NY um, on Instagram, and she is going to come and give us all of the behind the scenes deets on how she has created a very niche um, event planning business and what that all entails. So, welcome. Thank you for having well, me. Well, we got to do the clap. <laughs> <laughs> I have to reach out in the front. Welcome, Thank you welcome. for having me. As I said before, I mean, if you would have told me five years ago that I'd be sitting here and giving over something so official, I'd be like <laughs> panicking. Yes. Um, I'd be sick for three days before. I just, I'm not a public speaker. I never yeah. really enjoyed it, but it's always good to sit down and have a chat. Exactly. That I don't mind. And exactly. we're just chatting on camera, so everyone else is just part of the conversation. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's and we're, it. We're glad to have you because I know we worked together uh, yes. in the past, and I know you've been working with Anita mm-hmm. for the last few years, yep. and I know, I know you have worked closely with the brand, mm-hmm. and uh, and we want to thank you personally yes. to working working yes. with the uh, the brand on a personal level. Mm-hmm. So we're we're glad to have you here. We're we're going to talk about many things here. We're going to ask you many questions, uh, and feel free to answer all of them. Sure. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Sure. So what we want to start is how did you begin yes. your journey in this industry? Okay, so my history in this industry. So I actually studied marketing. Um, So I always loved the branding concept and just the design aspect. I'm not even, I'm not artistic, but I have an artistic eye, like I can tell you how I want it to look and then say, change this, change that, but if you give me a pencil and a pen on paper, I'm a disaster. Um, So I I was studying marketing and then went into nonprofit events, which are, you know, gala events, fundraising events, and always tried to have fun with the branding part. Of course. And you know, take it that next level where it, it's very corporate, so there's not that much room for it, but any time I could, I tried to insert you know, some sort of logo, coloring, branding, something to just take it that next level, theme it. We did yeah. a lot of themed events, um, so that was like unique and new. Um, so I did that for a couple of years while I was at home in London, um, and then I got married and I moved to the States. Mm-hmm. And I kind of continued on that path. I did, you know, very big galas for nonprofits in the city. Um, and the same, you know, challenge I had was that I could only go so far. I, you know, they were only willing to, they had a budget that was this big, but yeah. the personalization and the detail budget, they weren't so excited about. And I could push the, you know, I could push it a little bit, but it, I didn't feel satisfied in it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I loved working and I loved the hustle of it. And after I had my second baby, which is five years ago, over five years ago, mm-hmm. I left. I, it was too challenging to you know be traveling back and forth together with it not being you know as satisfying for me as I had hoped. Um, and then I had also had a big move at the time. We moved out of Brooklyn. Um, so I kind of just put everything on pause. And then I was home for a couple of years and I was just so bored. <laughs> I was just shopping yeah. all day and there was nothing that was fulfilling for me. Right. Uh, I mean, being a mom, obviously full time, but just I needed a passion project. Yes. Um, and then it was a couple months prior to COVID where I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I feel like I can maybe get into the space now of, I, al- I always enjoyed doing my kids' parties. Yeah. Um, so that was always like exciting for me. Every time they had a milestone, I was just, you know, I would do all the little branding on my own and just kind of make everything cute with little cookies and cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stumbled on an opportunity to be featured in a magazine. Yes. You remember yes. that? Because that was how Oneida and I f- had first connected um, to shoot a three-year-old's party in the Jewish world. It's a big, it's a big deal. We cut the hair and it's a coming-of-age ceremony. Um, and so we were working on that. Yeah. It was a space at, theme, right? It was space theme. Yes, yeah. I remember. Uh, one, two, three. I don't yeah, remember yeah, the yeah. exact branding, but it was like, you know, off to space one, two, three, because he was turning three. Um, and we worked on that really hard and that got me really, it, you know, it gave me a real taste and I got really excited for it. Um, and we were almost there and then COVID hit. Yeah. yeah. And then COVID hit and just put a pin in everything. So that party never happened. Everyone was on lockdown that week. Yeah. Um, and the shoot obviously never happened and it was never featured. Um, and it's still, it's still a little sad to think of, you know, all that work, Mm -hmm. but that was my first taste. And I was like, I want to be doing this. Yeah. Mm. I want to be doing this. And that was Oneida and I had really worked on creating this, you know, mini party for the kid, you know, that the kids table was the real main focus of the event. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I'd always seen your brand and admired what you'd done with it and that kids parties were always so near and dear. I was a mom so that was my exactly. and the details for kids parties are always um, so yeah that's how that's how I started yeah. uh, but well not really started that's how I got the taste and then exactly. it took I would say two years of COVID yeah it was, it was almost two years, two years. Mm-hmm. and then I was like all right my Time kids are back in school um, let's try this again exactly and exactly. you can take over from there no, I, I feel like it's um I feel like a lot of moms, are, they come to this this moment in mommyhood where they're like, okay, I'm living for my children. I have done everything that they need, even sometimes before they even go to their school age. And it's just like, I need something to interrupt this constant, you know, wake up, feed them, bathe them, blah, blah, blah. And it's always very inspiring when you see and, and can witness a mom just say, okay, I'm gonna do this business and it's going to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I, I admire um, you a lot. I admire many moms who are able to up and do that. We were just talking about DNS with um, Syria. Yeah. Same thing. It's just like, okay, Shout I'm going to Syria. <laughs> I'm gonna do yeah. this. <laughs> and it's going to work because, you know, I, I can do the mom thing. Completely. I need something to call my own. Exactly. I have the support of my husband. Mm-hmm. We can do it. Um, talk to me more about, we, we talked briefly about like the creativity side and I 
love your aesthetic because it's monochromatic sometimes, very muted colors, but it's always impactful. And I feel like that is a skill in of itself to make something so mundane just look flawlessly amazing. Um, I know when I look at your Instagram feed, it's so curated. I'm just like, this is amazing. And it's, it's the progression of when we were talking about, you know, um, I remember we did an event with, um, I think it was Walter's first birthday yes. party. And it was the color palette of, so Walter is Rachel's um, baby boy. Mm -hmm. And we we did, it was like muted shades of, of gingham and Neutral. we started with twall and then we went into like these khakis and browns. And I'm like, how the hell are we gonna make all of this look great? Look chic. Yeah, and shout, out, <laughs> shout outs to Rachel, she still owes an episode. She does. So yeah, we'll be coming, we'll be coming, we just missed the date. Yes, but it's 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 that level of, of skill um, that, not many people possess. It's it's this idea that you can look beyond just that two-dimensional color and make it just pop and be stunning. And that's something that that creativity, that balance of making sure that you have all the elements on the tablescape, but still layer it in a way that's just like, how do you do that? So I would say the number one uh, thing I have is never overcomplicate everything. I'm very European and very stripped back. I mean, my friends in London who watch my page and just watch what happens, they think Americans are crazy. <laughs> they, you know, they go into the store, they're buying plates for a pound and they're just, their kids' parties are, you know, whatever they can get their hands on. Here, everything is so personalized and curated and that's where I have fun. Yeah. But then I also like to be practical. You know, we're not spending $100 a place setting yeah. with acrylics and, you know, custom. I mean, we do sometimes. That's when right. I really have fun. But I also know that most of it's going in the garbage at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so I like to be resourceful with reusable cups mm -hmm. um, and, and use paperware and placemats that can be reused again, Acry any acrylic pieces that can be kept. Um, so I would say the art of editing. Yeah and not just throwing everything on there. Exactly. Not having just a table full of kids, of flowers on a kid's table that's $3,000 yeah, worth. Yeah, You know, I'd rather do it in a way of, let's take something unconventional. We have a construction theme party. Let's take a truck and decorate it with flowers. Yes. And use it as a little vase. That's always my favorite thing to do, is to yeah. like think where creatively I can put florals and not mm -hmm. You know, they, they'd have an impact, but it doesn't need to be a full-blown arrangement because exactly. that's just that's going in the garbage and that's wasteful. Yes. Um, so it's finding that happy medium between the two, but then also liking nice things and liking the details and being able to have the budget to right. you know make right. the little details. Um, and just I would say a European eye and style is what really motivates me, and I I, I feel like you know maybe sets me apart in that way. Yes. Um, yes. Just the, everything very curated and yeah not just overly thrown in there when you when you say that I, I'm thinking of all the European event planners that I know and it, it definitely is a thread with their with their portfolio is that you see it's not overdone but still like oh my gosh did you see that so yes I definitely I see that that is definitely a, a, a thread that I that I can definitely call to um talk so, to, sorry on. go ahead so in working with the clients, how much how much creativity do you have, or say, in what 
goes into the party and do you have any clients that say I don't like that we're gonna go with exactly what I want to do so I'd say shout out to my clients um, that when they they come to me they you know they're fans and they, they like what I do already mm -hmm. so it's about that collaboration with you know the first phone call is really all about what do you like what's your favorite colors what's your son's favorite colors your daughter's favorite colors what do you want to see incorporated and then leave it up to me yeah I'll put it together and I give obviously I give a mood board but I keep everything I wouldn't say brief but you get an overall look and feel of the event mm -hmm. I like to say rather than knowing exactly what paperware is going to be used because also creative ideas come up along the way exactly. where I'll put things together I'll be like mm, that doesn't look quite right I'm going to switch it if I had to run that past the client every time yes. that would be a nightmare yes um, but I would say shout out to the clients because when they when they come to me they really give over as much creative control as I could ask for yeah they um, trust. and they trust they trust the process and sometimes they don't have the bigger picture and it's hard to you know explain to them well and because everything's so custom I don't actually have pictures of what it's gonna look like exactly um, so I can't make a mood board of exactly everything because everything is really customized um, so it's just an overall look and feel and then just trust me from from the work that I've done that mm -hmm. You'll love it. Exactly. And then it's also that element of surprise. I don't want them to know everything. I, yeah. I, think I don't want them to know everything. Yes. Yeah, I want you to have that moment when you walk in and you're like, oh, or I didn't see those colors coming together, or now it just all makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to know every detail because then they're just, they come and they're like, oh, okay, great. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and that's a word of advice to event planners, or let me say event designers, is that I, because I'm as a, as a rental company, and I'm asking and I'm speaking with event planners, I always have the most frustration with planners who share everything. Because yeah. if something has to change at the 12th hour, they can't pivot. Yeah. They cannot pivot. So that's always, like, I love working with Hava because it's that simple. Like, um, she tells me what she wants, it's, it's a go. And in any event that anything has to change, it's not a huge production because it's between her, her team, and myself, and the client just comes and it's the reveal. So I love that. Um, you have any other questions about that? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know if there's a, is, did, did you do a party or any party you, you would say, I wish I would have done this differently? Oh, I'm, I'm the hardest on myself. I am my biggest critic. I overthink everything I post, everything I curate. Is it good enough? Will I like the way it comes together? Every detail to me shouts out. Like if I see a picture and the fork is crooked, I cannot post it. It, it bothers <laughs> me so much. I want to go back and I just want to straighten the fork out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll always, I'll always be at an event and be like, hmm, damn, it could have used this or exactly. it could have done that. Um, but that's just me being hard on myself. And I know, I know that at this point already. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, for next time. Exactly. But I, it's the same thing. And we don't know. <laughs> it's the same thing happening. And no one knows. Again, no I always knows. say no one knows what it was supposed to look like to know, yeah. oh, that's missing or that's missing. Obviously, the big elements, those I, I really I try very hard to never mess up on. Um, but any little details or something that doesn't arrive in time and I have to quickly pivot. Yeah. I would say thank God it's always worked out for the best. Of course. And yeah, I'm, I'm always going to be my harshest critic. No one can be harsher than myself, on myself. <laughs> so. 
So when you um, when you get an inquiry from a client who wants to uh, retain your services, what is your vetting process for saying, okay, I can do this event? Like, what are the mm -hmm. questions or what are the, I don't want to say red flags, but what are the things that you are looking for? Because it's like a two-way interview. It's not just yeah. you saying, yes, I'm going to do everything. What are you looking for in a client? So I would say I've gone back and forth in my mind. You know, there was there's different times of year where inquiries are, you know, a lot, a little, yeah. you know, less and more. And I sometimes spend a lot of time on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I'll hear my husband in the background be like, why are you calling every single client? Like, yeah. why don't they have a form to fill out where you have because I don't work that way. I hate filling out yeah. forms describing what I want to see. In, like when someone writes, describe your event, I can't limit it to you know typing it up. Sure. I need to speak on the phone. I need to, first of all, I need to hear them. I need to, any red flags of like, my, red, my first red flag is my maximum budget is this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but you said A, B, C, D, E, F, G, of all the things you want incorporated, simple maths will tell you that that doesn't add up. Exactly. So, and I always say, I, I really almost give the final say to the client, I tell them how I work, I tell them my services, mm -hmm. and that we'll try, but I, we, we can't get to this number. It's, we cannot do this kind of event with this number. Sure. Um, but again, I do everything very formally and in quote format, where you can see where your money's being spent, yeah. and you can make the decision. You know, if, if your non-negotiables already add up to your, your max max budget yeah that's not gonna work exactly. exactly um so i would say that that's probably the number one red flag like my maximum and i can't go over um is a red flag or then i need to my, i need to get my husband on the phone yeah <laughs> that's, that's a famous one that's the worst <laughs> blame, blame it on a husband blame it on that i get it i get it my husband He's super supportive, <laughs> but when it comes to my own events or my kids, he's like, what are you doing? No one cares. It's going in the garbage. No one notices. I'm like, it's for me. Yeah. Um, so I get, I get it. But then, you know, you have to be on the same page. You can't call me, want my services. And then, yeah. you know, I always say, don't tie my hands behind my back because then I can't, exactly. I can't do what you're hiring me to do. And exactly. if, if you have that maximum budget, I would say go with someone else who will give you a lower fee because I don't want to cut into your, to your mm -hmm. budget. If you have a $5,000 budget and my fee is half of that exactly. for that kind of event, you're, you're left with nothing. Exactly. Yeah, that, exactly. that means I can't afford you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Me personally. Simple, simple math. Simple <laughs> math. You know, when you call a planner, it's a luxury service. Exactly. So, so talk, talk to us about what, what is your main focus, what is your niche, and what is your ideal client? Mm -hmm. So I would say my niche works hand in hand with, with what I love the most, mm -hmm. which is kids' parties that cater to adults at the same time. Yeah. So the over-the-top you know, three-year-old birthday party where the adults have adult table, adult seating, uh, and it's playful for the kids. They have, obviously, kids' tables. Yeah. That's always a must. And a lot of entertainment for the kids that is also very themed. And just where everything is so tied together yes. and you know just work so cohesively mm -hmm. um, those are my favorite kind of events yeah. where the adults enjoy appreciate they love the color palette it really like translates into the adult decor in yeah. the same way that the kids table gets the kids excited exactly so it's, it's those, are, those are my favorite those are my yeah. favorite well, we have a bar for the adults mm -hmm. but then we also have ice cream truck for the kids so you know it's 
it's making events memorable for adults who are throwing it and spending the money and then the kids who are there to really enjoy it and it's their day exactly um, so I'd say those are my favorite and and I and that's my niche as well as a theme that seems very tacky and very overdone yeah to really like flip it on its head yes that was uh, that was your favorite that's, Paw Patrol. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> Paw Patrol liked my post yesterday, so that was very exciting. Um, but yeah, those are those are most challenging, and therefore the most rewarding. Mm. I love that. I love that. And Wait. your ideal client? My ideal client is a working mom that has no time to deal with this. <laughs> so she's like, you know, I trust you. Again, I'm hiring you. I trust you. Yeah go with it, run with it. You think it's going to look good. You think it's going to add to the event again, because I'm so English and because you know, the European mindset is less is more. Mm -hmm. I will never just give you a bill at the end. That's triple what you wanted to spend. Mm -hmm. I don't work that way. I never have. I never will. Um, but it's tweaking everything to fit into obviously a budget. Everyone has a budget. There's yeah. no such thing as I don't have. Oh, that's another red flag. Mm -hmm. I don't have a budget. You have a budget. You have something you're willing to spend on this. Exactly. Um, but I would say, yeah, the, the moms that just say, all right, I want to keep it reasonable. I don't want to be over the top. I don't want to go crazy, but I want something nice. Yeah. And then I can come to them with ideas even after the budget is set. Like, oh my gosh, I just came across something so cute, so new. I feel like it would really elevate the party. And they're like, I trust you. You think it's going to add? Sure. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the next part of that, and like we talk about clients, and in general, we vet who we work with, right? And we know that it's going to be a seamless process. But then the, the other aspect of being an event planner is your vendors. Like, mm -hmm. we had a conversation briefly yesterday yep. about this idea of posting your clients, oh, excuse me, posting um, you're yeah. tagging your client, your vendors, because what we're finding is that so many people are basically just taking your whole Rolodex of people and trying to reproduce the same party. Correct. Mm. How important it is, is it for you to have a core team of vendors that you go to repeatedly? Oh, that's paramount. Absolutely paramount to creating a very well-run, seamless event. Yeah. I've, I've had experiences. <laughs> <laughs> I've had experiences again the clients will never know about it yeah because at the end it all works out mm -hmm. but I've had experiences that have put me through the ringer of vendors not showing up mm. and yeah. a vision literally collapsing before my eyes the day of the party the day an hour before yeah calling someone else up to stand in finding a different spot to do the wow mm. moment so I've I've definitely been burned and there's some vendors who will not be reused yeah um, so it's super important for mm -hmm. me. And at the same time, when I work with the vendors that are close to me, they know my style, they know mm -hmm. my aesthetic, and it almost molds them into what I need from them sure. um, to create something consistent. Because an event is 35 moving parts all coming together. Right. And if they're not all consistent, it shows in your events. Mm -hmm. um, so it's n making sure each vendor I work with is so familiar with my style and familiar with my work and, and familiar with how I want them to, yeah. you know, treat me and I treat them, that I it's just much easier to go back to the same tried, you know, tried and tested, exactly, um, foolproof, exactly, um, with a mutual respect and a mutual just understanding that you know we're here to create magic together. Let's make this happen. Yes. On my end, the planning and the design. On your end, you know, showing up on time, making sure I have the tools to be able to showcase your product and you know 
make it a, a part of the party. So it's it's very important. Yes, it's very important to have my core vendors at the same time. And this is what we discussed yesterday. It's very hard to share them. Yes, and I know that they're in a business, and obviously the more planners they have on board, the more planners they have using them as their mm -hmm. core vendors, yeah. the better. Right. But it's hard sometimes when you see your work that you created together being re redone in yeah. a different way by a different planner who's mm -hmm. using, you know, I, I, I discussed, I do a lot of custom props. That's, yeah. I love to draw them out even though my drawings are horrendous, mm -hmm. but you get the idea and, and, and they can yeah. understand what needs to be, to be done. But when I see those reused again, sometimes with the same fonts, with the same wooden plaques, with the same acrylics, and I'm like, yeah. I know they're in the business where they obviously make the props because they need them to be reused and re-rented. Totally get that. Yeah. But I, I would say it's almost on the, on the planner's end. Just be original. You yeah. see something done, just try and do it completely differently. Yeah. Mm. Try. Now, Challenge yourself. Uh, that's funny because last week, in last week's episode, we talked about loyalty, right? We talked about, you know, you reusing the same vendors and yeah. the consistency and the reliability of using the same vendors. But in, in, in your explanation here, you're talking about having vendors not reuse your ideas. Have you ever approach someone and say hey you're using my ideas no because it's not usually them it's really on the you know i don't mind a mom who's doing something diy to come and literally copy paste my party from beginning to end that i really don't mind and i've had some really respectful moms who you know who follow and they they love doing this stuff on their own and they say hey i love this would you mind if i you know I'm doing a party for my daughter. It really means a lot to me, this theme. You know, can I reuse it in this way? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Sure, that's what it's there for. Mm -hmm. When somebody is building a business, you know, event planners, this is their business. This yeah. is what they do mm -hmm. every day. When they're building a business off of someone else's business, yes. it doesn't sit so well. Yes. So I would say, you know, any moms or anyone who's DIYing to take that idea and to go to the rental company and, you know, to rent that stuff and create it themselves, kudos to them and that's that's why we do what we do exactly you know to inspire that um and i was once that mom who you know made parties using some other planners ideas and just kind of putting them together but i again it's not, i didn't charge someone else for that i did it for myself so yes that I, I i never mind i mind when a planner whose prime primary business is to be an idea like a creator exactly taking someone else's ideas and then selling them off as their own. Yes. It doesn't always sit so well. Yeah. I, I try to be bigger and I try to just not look <laughs> and not care. Yeah. And I've come to a point where I really, it bothers me less and less. Yes. But every so often I'll be like, hmm, yeah. really the same color flower with the same <laughs> exact, you know, shade, like something a little different. Something. Exactly. Exactly. Put your spin on it a little yeah. bit. No, that's something that we, we see just like just a special events industry. It's something that I call it a lack of integrity. But what I realize is that it's very it's easier for people to put it on the client. Like I have had conversations with people when I'm like, you did the exact same thing. And they will always come back. Well, well this is what my client requested. So I'll get requests, too. And I'll get inspo pictures from clients. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky that most of them are my own work at this yeah. point because that's why they come to me. But I always say, I can't recreate that party. I can use elements 
in the inspiration process, yes. mm -hmm. but everything is going to be our own. Exactly. Again, Instagram, Pinterest, these are all free tools for inspiration. Mm -hmm. Inspiration is everywhere, wherever you look. If you're a creative person, you will see inspiration in the color of someone's wall that they painted. Yeah. But it's about taking it and just tweaking it and making right. it your own, putting right. your stamp and making it look like your event. And in this industry, there's so many events that are starting to just merge and look yeah. like, yeah, you know, look like Well, that's, that's why people come to you because we're, everything you post, it's different and new. Right? We haven't seen it before. And I feel like that is that is a part of your success is that we know that it's going to be something inventive and new. And there are so many planners that it's like the same thing over and over. I'll never do the same thing twice in the same way, ever. That's yeah. my... For your own party. For No, for anyone, for any of my clients. Yes. Yeah. You know, say I've done construction four times, yes. four, maybe five. Every single one was completely different you yeah. wouldn't even know it was the same theme if you saw it exactly. i can never reuse anything exactly what are your like key things for a successful event like how do you have everything set up parties over how what do you say to yourself was a success for an event great feedback i'm big into feedback um it's my personality trait i just like to hear how things went well how they didn't go well so we know for the future um so i love feedback and I have a great team. Mm -hmm. I have a great team that really, you know, again, I also get feedback from them. Yes. What worked and what didn't work? What were the pain points? What do you need for next time to make it go smoothly, mm -hmm. smoother? Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that's a big part of the business and, and assessing how well my event went was, it goes according to that. Yeah. Were my staff happy? And is the client happy? Exactly. Did they think it just ran smoothly? and? Thank God, most times we're good on that front. Yes. Um, but it really was a lot on my, you know, at the beginning of, of this business, I was doing so much mm -hmm. on my own. I didn't need to be doing as much as I was. Yeah. Um, I felt like I was the only one who could do it, who could execute it in that way. And I never wanted my clients to, you know, feel less of that yes. or, you know, less of the control because I wasn't there or because I didn't, I, you know, I left during the event. So, I really spent time and effort building a team, mm -hmm. trust, training, um, so that when I'm not there, exactly. you know, things run as smoothly as, as if I was. And sometimes when I do stay during my event, I feel very useless. Like there's nothing for me to do here. Yes. I, you know, I have everyone running everything around me and I'm like, what am I doing? I feel like an extra. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's, first of all, Hav and I have had in-depth conversation Alice. about Oneida. Why are you still in the van? <laughs> and so I, listen, when it comes down to she's always, I have Danny on one side, I had Hava in the other ear about outsourcing yep. things, things that you can pay someone else to do. And I have my husband in my writing. There you That's go. That's from him. That's <laughs> from him. He's like, you cannot be doing all this on your own. So I'm oh, passing it he, on. He gave me, I don't even have the book here. He gave me the book Traction. Yes. And, yes. and that was that's, that's listen, him. I heard yeah. it from him too. <laughs> but he's drilled it in me at this point. It's, yeah. it's important. Yeah, yeah, but I think for for Oneida, it was more so trusting a person. Yeah, yeah. And now that we finally have someone who we can trust to you know be on time and do the things like you know, we want them to be done, mm -hmm. uh, I think that's that's a huge. Yeah, but uh, it took it took 
years. Took yeah. years. It took years to get there. But I think a, a part of it is you went in knowing what your business had to look like, like the structure. And almost immediately you said, okay, I don't want to do this. Like there is someone else that can do that for me. Mm-hmm. For me, it was just like, I'm just going to stick it out. It'll work out. And it wasn't until we got this space, the warehouse, that I'm just like, this makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. So I, I give you kudos for that because I feel like, especially in the event planning world, there are so many people who feel like they have to be there to do everything. And it's, it's counterproductive because mm-hmm. you are the, uh, what do you say? You are the, the, the it, it's like the figurehead and then everyone else is there to execute your vision, but it's your I brain. have the blueprint. There you are, in my you head. have the blueprint. I have the blueprint in my head and that's why I really, I'm, I'm by, every single event as much as I can be mm-hmm. to make sure that I, you know, some things look great on paper and then when you're there and you're like, mm, you just want to tweak it a little bit. Exactly. So I really try and be at every single event. Um, but during the event, that's that's usually when yeah. I give it over to the team. And, you know, as I'm training, and it's obviously still a work in progress and there's new people coming on board, um, to give it over completely I don't think I'll I'll ever do yeah. because it's my it's my brand it's my brain it's it's yes. my vision, uh, but there's outsourcing the parts that you don't enjoy exactly. And once you do that and you can focus, as my husband says, in your business, mm-hmm. not no, you focus on your business and not in your mm-hmm. business. Yeah, then you can you can grow exactly exactly, and you can enjoy what you do. People That's say, it. oh my gosh, it's so it must be so hard. You must be so tired. I'm like, I wake up and I love what I do. Yeah, and so. You know, I know the parts that I don't enjoy, and I have help with that. Exactly. What's a typical week like with you? Because hmm. you um, you have three under seven. Yep. And new what mom. is like? What is like your typical? Yes, new mommy. <laughs> um, for baby number three, what is the week of an event? What is typically things that you do to make sure that by Sunday you have everything that needs to happen according to plan? So I would say the Monday before an event, because I normally have events mostly on the weekends, so Sundays is always a hectic day. I would say Mondays is finishing up that, that event the day before, just making sure all the loose ends are tied, all the vendors are paid, everything's invoiced, everything's you know almost done so I can just check mm-hmm. it off. And then starting Monday, looking at that next event, calling up every vendor, yeah. making sure we're on schedule like everything's good how we you know sometimes because everything is custom most times it's like where are we holding with this order where are we holding with that do you have pictures you know so i can start just kind of it's that week before it really comes together the most um i am much more organized now Mm -hmm. than i was and i would say specifically that is because i do have you know help now um so it's forced me to be much more organized um, but it's that week before just really calling up all the vendors and making like a mental checklist. Sure. Um, going through my, my budget and making sure that we're on target for everything. Um, and as everything's arriving, I'll pack it in, mm-hmm. you know, in boxes. Everything's kind of like organized according sure. to event because sometimes I'll do it at the same time as a few others. Um, and just kind of making piles in my garage almost <laughs> that yeah. I can mentally check. Okay, we have, okay, everything's for the kids, for the kids parties here. And then obviously I have a lot of rentals that arrive, but it's making, it's connecting with all the vendors to make sure like we're good. Exactly. You've got, you know, we have this coming up on Sunday. Where are we holding? Exactly. Exactly. And who's on your team that makes sure that everything's executed as it should be? 
So I have great stuff at the event. Yeah. Um, and I have someone great on my team who helps with the planning mm -hmm. of it. Um, I really need a social media manager because that's the part that I absolutely hate. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. I don't find it fun. I don't find it creative. I just, I get like analysis paralysis with it. <laughs> um, and also I'm a feedback person. So if the likes are not hit or the views are not there and Instagram is just awful, I don't enjoy yeah. it at all for myself. I don't use it for myself my personal life I don't use it so it's, it's very hard for me um, so that's that's a big position that I'm looking to fill right now mm -hmm. um, but then really I I do a lot of it yeah. from from my home you know yes. it's it's the perfect job I get to work from home yeah I need a computer I need a phone I travel a lot yeah so I take it always with me mm -hmm. I love working on planes I get the most done <laughs> the most yeah literally gets condensed I once planned an entire event I think we had 48 hours I did the entire thing in four hours on the plane. Wow. It was done. Mm. Yes. It feels so good. And then you come off the plane and you're like, oh, you don't feel like you're landing into like a hectic schedule. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, it's really the, the, I would say the blueprint is me. Yeah. Um, any of the execution that's easy to outsource, I do. Um, and again, I have great vendors who I work with that yeah. really help me with that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, how, go ahead. how do you juggle mommyhood? How do you juggle, you know, now you have a, the third baby. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and I saw you actually at, at a, uh, an event. Eight months pregnant. I believe so. <laughs> I, I worked till the very end. And I'll make sure that, what will you need? You need anything? Let me know. I'll move here, move this. But uh, how do you juggle, you know, during the time that you were pregnant, traveling, the event, the vendors, those not showing up? Etc. How do you juggle this? So not showing up. I don't. I don't have those vendors anymore. <laughs> Everyone shows up. Um, they want to get paid. They show up. Um, but being a mommy of three, so I have two big ones who are in school all day, um, and then I have a new baby. Uh, he's three, four months. So I had. I had a lot of help this time. Yeah. I had a lot of help, and again, I outsourced the parts that, you know, I love being a mom. But I outsourced the changing the diapers and the bathing yeah. and the feeding of the bottles if I didn't need to be there. But um, it, it's the help. It's yeah. it's outsourcing. Yes. I can't do it all yourself. No. You can't do it all. No. And I've learned that. You know, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I, I am my biggest critic, so I'm always questioning. You know, I had a stay-at-home mom who was home for me. You know, when I came home from school, there was fresh cut-up fruit on the table, yeah. and everything was thought of before we could ever think of it. And I want to be that for my kids too. And I feel like this business allows me to do that because I am home. Yeah. Mostly during the week, I have. My husband is amazing, and he really steps in when I when I'm not around. Um, but I do have I do have help to make sure that everything just runs smoothly. And, exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's really how I do exactly. it. <laughs> no, I feel like that is that is yeah. You can't do it without a team. No matter if it's a personal life or business, it's yeah. it's it keeps the burnout to a yes. minimum. Yes. <laughs> that's also that's also the key. When I do feel burnt out, yeah. I, I really. Vacations are my. That's it. Oh my number <laughs> no, one. We'll see like, where story. are you this week? Where are you that week? Like, <laughs> it's how I prep for a busy season, and it's how I recover from a busy, it's a busy season. It's, a, so. it's 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 needed. Like I try to take a trip every quarter because otherwise he he gets on me about it. Like, are you taking us with you this time? And I'm just like. <laughs> 
we're, we're going to travel this year or the end of next year together. But it's it's for me, it's how I decompress. Yeah. So, yeah, I completely understand that. I decompress. By doing the what? Total opposite. <laughs> but you're, but you're, just you're not thinking no, like I, with 50 tabs open like we are. <laughs> I decompress just being by around the kids. Yeah. You know, we go on a tennis court, and that's my, you know, I lay, I lie down on the tennis court, and, and I just decompress that way. I enjoy being around them. I that's vacation with my kids. Most of my vacations are with my kids. Yeah. I love seeing them experience. So I'm from the, I'm from London, so yeah. we're there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seeing them experience different things. Of course. You know, I feel like they just have such a richer knowledge of the world and the way things work you know i heard my daughter talking about the eiffel tower and big ben and I'm, i got so happy i'm like this yeah. is what i do it for exactly and because i am out you know i would say mostly sundays which you know now my son is actually in school on sundays and my daughter has gymnastics you know they're not home so much they don't notice yeah. it as much either but during the week i'm home yeah. i'm home for them when they kind going back to that point i always wanted to be what my mom was to me that you know she was home when I came home from school being the first person to welcome me home how was your day so I really you know yeah. that's sacred to me to be home exactly. then and if I'm not then I'll have my husband or you know I really it's it's either me or my husband I need them to see us when when they come home at the end of the day of course I think that for us that was a huge shift in why it was so easy for me well of course COVID was just an interrupter but in 2019 when I resigned, no, sorry, 2021 when I resigned, that was the biggest piece for me. It's just- Is it that recent? It was that recent, it was September oh. of 21, um, yeah. that I said, okay, they need to see me more, mm-hmm. you know, because that is such a huge thing. And, you know, they're of the age where they'll let you know. Yeah. Like, what's hey, going mom, on Hey, mom, I need you? your attention. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. So, um, I want to finish this up by asking, there are so many planners who follow you, who are new to the industry, who see you as inspiration. What words of advice could you give to them um, in thinking about starting their own event planning business? Like, What were the key things that you would say that they need to do? So it's hard. (laughs) I would say it's hard, but I I did get lucky having those few clients at the beginning that really believed in me. Mm -hmm. Never sell yourself cheap because you get burnt out and the whole industry in a way suffers from it because there's an unrealistic expectation of you work for free. Right. Um, and when people ask you how much you charge for your services and you, know, you tell them the amount of what you think you're worth and what, what, how you value your time, yeah. they're like, huh, that's, that's expensive. So, so go and Go and get someone else who might not value their time as much. I don't know. I'm a mom of three. I'm busy. So yeah. I'll take on as many events as, as I choose to. Um, and again, I'm doing this really primarily as a hobby. Uh, but I still know my worth. And I still, you know, so don't sell yourself cheap. Because it's much harder to go from there to charging where you feel, you know, then you just keep raising your prices and it doesn't look good for the clients. Yeah. You know, they're like, yeah. hold on, I spoke to you last year and you charged half of what you're charging now, then you have a problem because they're calling you back. They're your repeat client based on how they first met you, which was at a rock bottom price. So you land up harming yourself in that way. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's commensurate with experience. You obviously can't charge what, you know, people who can throw an event out in five minutes can, can charge, but you need to find 
a niche, mm-hmm. I would say unfollow planners mm-hmm. in your area. Yeah. yeah. Follow a planner in Australia, follow a planner in, in the UK, follow a planner in Paris. Don't follow all the planners in your area because they're all using the same vendors and then by default your events are all going to start looking the same. You mm. need something different. And so when I try and find new vendors, I always look at the ones that are unknown here. Mm-hmm. And when I find them, it's very hard to keep them mine, obviously. Yeah. They want the tags, they want to be exposed, they want the business, and I'm so happy for them to grow there. But it is hard because then sometimes I'm giving everybody the blueprint for my business because I am only as good as my vendors are. Right. Um, so I would say, you know, try and find your own vendors. Yeah. That's a really big, you know, find something unique, find something cool, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. have that as a part of your business where, you know, it, it speaks you. And even if people copy you afterwards, it was yours first. Exactly. Um, so find something, find a vendor or something that takes your event, you know, to the next level. And I would say just, just hustle it. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard at the beginning. Um, there's a lot of, as we say, schlepping around, mm-hmm. you know, carrying boxes. I still love to carry my own boxes. I don't know. It just makes me feel like back. <laughs> this I was her yesterday carrying. carrying. I no, love. No, no. <laughs> I love carrying my own boxes. Yeah. I, it just. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, just find something that makes you a little different. Yes. No, I think. And that's never it. sell yourself cheap because that it hurts you. It hurts the business in the long run, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work. Yeah, there's a lot of hours if you you know divide your fee by the amount of hours that you spend planning and speaking to all the vendors and travel time, setup time, you know, right. and you've and you've priced yourself way too low. You're working for free, exactly, and you're taking time away from from home, from home, mm-hmm. from you know partner, husband, kids, whatever it is. Yeah, and it has to it has to make sense. Exactly, exactly. So, do you believe the field is too saturated? I believe, I'm Jewish, so we believe we're supposed to have whatever we have. So no one else can steal what's supposed to be mine. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you can get in that headspace of like, hold on, I spoke to that client and now I see she went with someone else. Obviously, she's cheaper or she's, you know, in her area, she's local, but it's not supposed to be mine. Yeah. So you're all going to have what you're destined to have. And you just need to keep your head down, work hard, and whatever's yours is going to be yours. No one else can take it away. Indeed. So it is saturated. I will say that. There are a lot of planners and there are a lot of people who start and then stop because, mm. you know, it's very hard to, to get to that ideal client where you really can enjoy the business. Everyone starts because they have a passion for it. They, they're good at it. They love seeing the picture, the, you know, the beautiful pictures at yeah. the end. It's so satisfying. But sometimes they don't realize what goes into it. The organization mm-hmm. behind that picture Sometimes people are not, at, you know, they're, they're more creative than organized. And I try and be the, not, I wouldn't say the opposite, but I try as much creativity as I have, I want it to be super organized. So I right. try and mesh those things together. But sometimes super creative people are not as organized. They're very yeah. last minute. And in the events industry, to be last minute, it's, it's hectic. It's, <laughs> it's hectic. And it, you, you can only juggle so many events without dropping the ball because you're, Exactly, you know. exactly. And know what your capacity for yeah, work Yeah, know is. exactly what your max is and yeah. what you can take on and do each one so well rather than do each one half. Exactly, exactly. Mm. 
So we are we're here to see all of the unforgettably beautiful events mm -hmm. this summer. Well, thank you. I couldn't mm -hmm. again. I couldn't do it without my amazing vendors. Who I mean, I call Lonida up with the craziest ideas sometimes. I send her everything, and she's like, "Yeah, sure, we'll make it." Yeah, it could be last minute. I could be last minute too sometimes with ideas. No, no you're with not. The, with you're the not final, a last minute person. With the final ideas. With the final okay, ideas. Okay. What if we did this like a week yeah. before? Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, no problem." I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, well, that's what we have this guy for. He's the builder. <laughs> Down the man. So, a lot of people don't know I wear many hats. <laughs> we do, too. Lastly, is there anything that we haven't covered that is firing in your heart you would like to, you know, speak on? No, I think I, I covered it all in the questions you might not have even asked. I was just <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to run with this. I'm going to run with it. Yeah. No, I, th I, think that's, I think that's really it. In this space, find your niche. Find what you're good at. Don't look at the other yeah. competitors in the space because, first of all, it can drive you crazy. Second of all, you don't want to land up morphing into them because it, it's sometimes hurtful. Yeah. It's people's businesses. It's something they've built up over time. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to put your stamp on something creative. Exactly. You know, my mom always says, she's like, watermark your pictures. So no one can use your pictures because I have heard that yeah. plan is sending my pictures mm -hmm. as inspiration mm -hmm. to a client in my area yeah. that sometimes can be like, hmm. but again, keep your head down. Yeah. Um, but she's like, watermark them. Why, why do you have them out there for everyone to just have access to? Because that's Instagram. It's that's it's yeah. the space that we're in. It's we true. give, we give, it's and true. then hopefully we get back. It's right. true. And, and to your point, I, I wholeheartedly agree. What is for you is will be for you. And, in, in, in terms of um, this event planning world, the people who value what you do and they uh, admire your creativity, they're going to be your clients regardless. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, some people I know are sitting there with it, with your a post, a particular picture saved. And they're like, okay, this year we're going to do it. And they're calling you and that's, you know, I've had, that's I've had, I had, I had a client who, um, she probably knows who she is, but she messaged me two years ago. Wow. And she, she only showed this to me now. I, I, you know, I can see her thread after we started messaging on Instagram mm -hmm. again. And she's like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I would love to use you one day or yeah. something. And two years later, she's That's my client it. in a couple of weeks. Mm. We'll be doing an event together. That's it. So I'm like, you manifested it two years ago. Yeah. Um, and she's like, it's so fun to see you on the journey, obviously, you know, from exactly. where you started to where you are now. Um, so yeah. No, it's true. Mm. All right, well, there you have it. Uh, we want to thank Shava yes, for coming for all the way down to New Jersey. Yes, yes. Uh, to Patrick. our studio. This is our new set. Uh, Beautiful. Uh, so, uh, thank you for coming again. Yes, thank you. We so appreciate much. it. We hope to have well. you again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a stream of consciousness, so it went well. So yeah. there you have it. Stay tuned to our next week's episode on Relatable Luxury yes. podcast. Uh, we will air this. Well, tomorrow. Oh, neither will air this shortly. <laughs> and so, so yes. you're gonna you're gonna push the button to get us out our outro. Uh, if there aren't any more questions, no, I'm going to. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Thank you. Oh gosh, now you feel like the like I'm under like I've been underwater. Yes. Oh. Okay. Thank you so All much. Right.